1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Welcome back to the golf show. Um, it is my privilege and pleasure to welcome my next guest um, to the show. We haven't talked in a while, but we uh, go back quite a ways uh, from covering the tour when I was out there, and, and he still does. Uh, Rex Hoggard, Har- you've seen him on Golf Channel uh, you've read his stuff on GolfChannel.com. Uh, good morning, Rex. Thanks for coming on with me today. Good morning.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: Well, good. I'm glad to uh, glad to get you on, and and I want to get some of your insights about what's uh, going on with the PGA Tour and, and, and golf in general. What did you think of? Um, that story, and you guys may have had it, about the 50 guests that are going to be coming um, to tournament events for a hosted experience. Okay.
0: Uh, you know, I wasn't surprised yet yeah, we had it. Um, I, I wrote it two nights ago, I think. Uh, it, here's the deal, and I know it seems a little reckless, and I actually wrote about this yesterday in my Friday column, if you look at the tour's return, and I think by almost any measure, you have to say it's been a successful return. It's, there's been seven positive tests, four players. There's been 21 overall, counting caddies in the Corn Fair tour. But that's, so let's say, 21 out of more than 6,000 tests have been mm-hmm. administered. So when you do the math, you have to feel pretty good with where the tour was at. They avoided, at least to this point, those major pitfalls that everyone was so worried about, some sort of outbreak where they actually had to stop playing again. No one wanted that to happen. So if you look at that, you would probably be curious, why why are you pushing the envelope and bringing people back? Uh, just last week, the mm-hmm. tour announced that they wouldn't allow any fans or pro through the end of the season, which is the tour championship coming up just in a couple of weeks. The reason behind that's money, and it's always money. I know it always comes back to this, but the PGA Tour, financially, as long as they're playing, they're fine because they're getting the TV money and it's a TV-only product. The tournaments right. themselves is where this is an issue because the tournaments themselves aren't necessarily supported by the tour. And their income comes from ticket sales and pro-am, specifically that's about 80%, 85% of their income. And they still have the same expenditures. So if you look at what's happening now with tournaments, they're having to pay the same money, but they're not getting anything in return. So this is a move to try to get back to something close to that. And this, this hosted experience is going to be on property, technically, but these 50 people per day won't be allowed. To walk the golf course, and they won't be allowed, obviously, to interact with players because they're not inside the bubble. Now, I was less concerned about that than they're also going to introduce, reintroduce what's called kind of an honorary observer program, which is a group of four people walking inside the ropes. This will be outside the ropes normally, it's inside the ropes with a group. Now, even that is at arm's length. Let's let's say, I mean, there's plenty of room socially distanced. However, now you are getting a little bit closer. So I think these are steps that the tour felt like it had to take just to keep moving in, in the right direction. But it is worth keeping an eye on. Absolutely.
1: So, do you know will these these fifty people be tested before they come on the the site?
0: Uh, they won't. Yeah, they won't be tested. They won't go through a COVID nineteen test. Now they will go through the same screening. Like I've covered four events since the restart. And, like, I'm technically not, the media is technically not inside the bubble, but we go through a medical screening every morning. We get our temperature taken, and they ask us questions about how we feel and if we've been in contact with anyone with coronavirus. And so they will have to do the same thing, but, no, they won't be tested.
1: Okay. So from a media perspective, um, I understand things are, I guess, limited would be a, a good word to describe life on the media side now. Yeah, it wouldn't be anything you
0: remember. It's, it's quite different from the life you left. Um, I think uh, it's gotten better. Uh, I, I was at Colonial. I was at the first f- event back and, and there were some growing pains and some difficulties and pretty much every interview was done via kind of a zoom call and yeah. which, which is kind of awkward and it's probably not the best case scenario. I know given the situation, it's probably the best we can hope for it right now. But since that time, at least during tournament days, when you have players finish up, you, you can have a pool reporter who is standing, I don't know, I want to say 15 feet away from the player, speaking into a microphone with a mask on. So there's plenty of distance, and you don't get anywhere close to the player, but you can still do an interview with them yeah. like, like, like we've always done. So that's gotten closer to where we were before. So it has gotten better, and I think the Tours is learning as they go. Like I, I, I don't sort of sing the Tours praises a lot, but I will say that they have adjusted brilliantly. During this entire thing, I mean, there's been plenty of things that have come up since the restart, and they've shown a willingness to adapt to what is, as we've said a million times, a fluid situation.
1: So, what is your overall perspective on what you've seen in terms of play and the adjustments that the players have made? Um, Are are they relatively satisfied with how things are going?
0: I think most players are. I think most players are comfortable. I thought it was interesting last week when I I asked Tiger Woods why he didn't come back before the Memorial, because there had been six events before the Memorial, and he normally didn't play any of those six events, but given the situation, given the fact he hadn't played a PGA Tour event since February, and I was a little surprised by his answer. He said he wanted to see how things went. He said he wanted to see if there were any problems, if there was any outbreaks, if they had problems with testing or anything else. And I think some players have been in the same category, but as we've gotten down the road, certainly Tiger spoke to this after playing the Memorial, I think there's a comfort level. And I will say that early in the process, maybe at Colonial and then the next week at Hilton had the first two events back, that there there might have been a sense of invincibility for the players, Mm -hmm. that they were probably not following the protocol as much as the tour would have liked, and this goes back to the you know the concept that it's safer at home, and they really right. want players to go to the golf course, play golf, go back to your hotel, stay there, do it all over again. And yep. they may not have been doing that the first two weeks. I think that's changed dramatically. I think you see players taking it very, very seriously. And some of this is learned behavior. I mean, it's as simple as don't high-five guys anymore. It's as simple as, you know, don't handle the stick It's as simple as um, don't grab another player's golf club. All of these things that need to be change that you've done really for your entire life but they're doing a very good job at it and I think most players are very comfortable with the situation right now
1: well you know even at our level we don't we don't shake hands after the round we don't fist bump you know none of that stuff Um, so like you said it's stuff we've been doing for a long time and and there is a transition period for sure
0: Uh, there really is and you've actually kind of watched at least on tour, because, you know, they're doing this now day in and day out, how much really better, I don't want to say that because it sounds like they're being scolded here, but how much more aware they are of exactly what they should do and what they shouldn't do. And maybe the simplest one is when the tour first put out their guidelines, they, they like made a point of saying the player needs to pull the club from the bag and put the club back in the bag. Well, you know, you've watched enough tour golf. It's not the way it works. You know, the player hits a shot and sort of just hands it to the caddy mindlessly as he walks away. It's right. taken some time, but if you watch, I, I've been impressed how many players have sort of come around and realized that yeah, this number one, it's just not safe. It's, it's, I, it's not what I should be doing. Number two, it's sending a bad message. So I think a lot of guys have come around.
1: Real quick, um, and boy, the, these segments when when you and I get together go awfully quick. Um, okay. We're heading into major season here. Um, give me a couple of picks. As, as we head to the PGA Championship, and who knows what beyond that?
0: Um, I, I would expect with well, John Rome, you know, I mean, just won last week and he got the world number one, and I think now sort of a major comes up on his plate. Now we're starting having that conversation about best player without a major. I think the other one, and this always happens, Roy will move to Roy, world number one and then get unseated, and then you suddenly see a new and focused Roy McIlroy. I fully yep. expect that to happen again.
1: Two pretty good players there, and they're both young and could be fun watching them for a long time. Absolutely. Well, Rex, thank you. Um, one of these times I'm going to find a way to get you for longer than we had you today. Um, always a pleasure. Have fun out there, and uh, we'll be following you on Golf Channel.
0: Of course. Thanks, man.
1: All right. Well, that's Rory. <laughs> that's Roy Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Good guy. Knows his stuff, been covering the tour for a long time.